Welcome to Sound Prints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Sound Prints for the week of January 28, 2018. We begin this week's Sound Prints with a reminder that the deadline is fast approaching for the submission of applications for the 2018 ACB scholarships. The deadline is February 15, and students who will be entering freshmen this fall, undergraduate and graduate college students, and vocational school students are eligible to apply. Scholarship winners receive a trip to the ACB National Conference and Convention in St. Louis this coming July to accept their award and to participate in convention activities. For more information, visit the ACB website at www.acb.org and follow the 2018 scholarship link. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold its winter quarterly meeting this coming Friday, February 2, at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. Cost is $5 per person and registration in the bargain table open at 445. The program will include interesting speakers and updates on chapter, state, and national issues, as well as a delicious spaghetti dinner. The event will conclude about 8.30 p.m. Let us know you are coming by calling 502-895-4598. Remember, you are welcome to bring friends and family to this event. The ACB mid-year meetings are scheduled for Saturday, February 24, through Tuesday, February 27, in Alexandria, Virginia. The ACB board meeting is on Saturday, the affiliate president's meeting on Sunday, the legislative seminar on Monday, and the visit to Capitol Hill on Tuesday. For more information and to register, contact the ACB National Office at 202-467-5081 or visit the ACB website at www.acb.org. Are you a guide dog user living in Kentucky or within 25 miles of the Kentucky border? Are you interested in guide dogs or have you had a guide dog in the past? The guide dog users of Kentuckyana invite you to become part of their organization in 2018. GDUKI is a member of both the Kentucky Council of the Blind and Guide Dog Users, Inc. GDUKI holds a conference call meeting the fourth Monday of each month and is always ready to provide information and support about guide dog issues. For more information about becoming part of the Guide Dog Users of Kentuckyana, call KCB at 502-895-4598 by February 10. You can pay dues with your credit card when you call. Even though winter is still with us, it's time to start thinking about attending the 2018 ACB National Conference and Convention. It's in St. Louis, and the dates are Friday, June 29, through Friday, July 6. It's still early for details on the many workshops, seminars, programs, and technology sessions, but the tours are in place. Janet Dickelman, ACB Convention Coordinator from St. Paul, Minnesota, joins us on page 2 with lots of information about tours. I think you will agree that these tours offer something of interest to everyone and that they are absolutely outstanding this year. The American Printing House for the Blind celebrated two birthdays this past week. APH turned 160 years old, and Louis Braille would be 209 if he were alive today. On page 3, we bring you first excerpts from a story aired on TV station WHAS 11 here in Louisville 
about APH's 160th anniversary. It is followed by comments from Mike Hudson, director of the APH Museum, from the celebration of Louis Braille's 209th birthday. Several months ago, Brian Charlson, director of technology at the Carroll Center in Boston, explained how the IRA glasses could help blind and visually impaired people with an amazing array of tasks in their daily lives. This week, a partnership between IRA and the Perkins School for the Blind was announced, and the story about the press event explains how these glasses can help us with even the smallest details. Read the story on page 4. And on page 5 is the Sound Prince calendar. Page 2. The 57th Annual Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind will be held this coming summer in St. Louis, Missouri. And it is going to be a fantastic conference. On the phone with me is Janet Dickelman, the convention coordinator for ACB. And she's here with some information, news about exciting events, and just ideas and things that are coming up at the convention to get you started in planning to be there. So welcome, Janet. We're glad you're with us. Thank you so much for having me, Carla. You know I love coming on and talking about the convention. Absolutely. And I think people like hearing about it, too. Good. And as Carla said, I really think this is going to be, we really have some fun tours, which I'm going to talk about in a minute at the convention. And the Union Station Hotel, well, first of all, convention dates are Friday, June 29th through Friday, July 6th. And the name of the hotel is, in fact, Union Station Hotel. And this hotel was the old railroad station that serviced St. Louis. So it, it is large, it is kind of rambling, but it's very historic, and a couple of people who were there this fall were very enthralled with all the train memorabilia that's in the hotel, and made a suggestion to me that we should have a tour of the hotel by a docent who knows all the history of the hotel, and that is one of the tours that we're going to do, so you can actually walk around our hotel and see all the train memorabilia and learn all the history. How fun. So that's And how be. unusual. Yes. That, and it's not often that you have a lot of have have um history, history like that right in your hotel. And on the sleeping room floors and I will say the sleeping room floors are long and they're divided into tracks. And so when appropriate you come up, for trains? Yes. <laughs> so when you come off the elevator we're going to make sure that there's some Braille and large print signage so that you can determine, all right, if you're on this track, you go to the left and then make a right at the end of the hallway or, you know, however we can work that out because sure. you do have to get on, on the right track to get down to your train, to, to get down to your sleeping room. Right. So <laughs> it's, really, it's really very cool. That's going to be, that, that will be quite interesting to say the least. Yes. <laughs> all right. So that being said, tell us about some tours. Get us on track for tours now. All right. I'll be happy to. Our first Friday tour is a trip to the St. Louis Arch. And everybody's heard about the Arch. We will actually go up in a little capsule. And what I'm telling people is you can bring a guide dog. The capsules are pretty tight. They hold about four to six people. Mm -hmm. If you're with a group with a couple of guide dog users, we may have to separate you just going up the arch because there may not be room 
on the floor of the little capsule for three to four guide dogs in one group. So right. we may have to separate you, but the uh, trip up and down the arch is about 90 seconds each way. And then when we get up to the top of the arch, we have arranged for park rangers are going to come and talk to us about the history of the arch and describe a little bit about what you see, what you could see from the arch, because you can see those, basically the whole city of St. Louis is my understanding. And uh, people that I was with in October were just going crazy with the view and taking pictures, and uh, it's really, really very interesting. The arch also hosts a very large gift shop with all kinds of arch-shaped items and commemorative items about the arch. Very interesting. There is a museum in conjunction with the arch that has just been undergoing renovation. In fact, the opening of the museum is the day after we arrive. However, they're so excited to have us that they're doing a special opening just for us. Oh, so the museum will open. They have a lot of audio description that they have just put in, so we're going to get to avail ourselves of that and uh, just see all the historic things that are in the museum pertaining to the Arch and St. Louis. Then we will see a movie about the Arch and the construction of it, and the tour will end with a luncheon cruise down the Mississippi, hour-long luncheon river cruise. So that's going to be quite a fun tour on it our first is. Friday. Yes. Now, and in order to do that, Janet, that will be leaving in the morning, early, yes, right? Yes, it'll be leaving mm -hmm. at uh, around 8 o'clock in the morning. Right, so you'd need to plan so to, come to come in, in on Thursday. Thursday night, for sure, mm -hmm. to do that tour. And, you know, there's always those questions, well, if I come in and I get in late, I don't get in until 10 o'clock, how will I get my tickets? We and will have your name on mm -hmm. a list at the bus, so if you have not gotten your ticket, we will give it to you on the bus. And also, just an FYI, registration will be open Thursday evening. For So for those of you who get in on Thursday, you can go to registration and get your packet Thursday evening. Oh, for, they're, they're going back to opening yes, on Thursday? Yeah, yeah pre-reg pickup only on yeah, Thursday evening. I, I think that's a smart move. So And Friday evening, all you baseball fans, we're going to a Cardinals versus Braves game at Bush Stadium. And... You can do both tours, so don't worry about that. You can do the arch and the baseball game. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be very... I know we have some people here excited about that tour because um, they have. we have a couple of Cardinal fans here that said, you know, I've got to get to that tour. I've just got to get there. So will they be, will they be um, doing any additional touring other than just the game, or well, will they just go to the game? Are, are you my plant or what? Uh, because Saturday we have we can't do a tour of the stadium prior to game. Okay. Time. However, okay. Mm -hmm. on Saturday we are going to Cardinal Stadium, oh, Bush Stadium, for a tour of the for stadium. For a tour of the stadium, and we are then going to Ballpark Village, which is across the street from the stadium, where they have a Cardinals museum. They have a lot of hands-on things at the museum and at the stadium too. And uh, hopefully we'll have a chance to have lunch. Ballpark Village has a lot of little restaurants. We'll have, have lunch there and uh, lots of time for gift shops. But, yeah, it's a very, very interesting stadium tour mm -hmm. on Saturday. Mm. Okay. Also on Saturday and on Sunday and then again on the 4th of July, we're doing our city bus tours with a twist. And what they have in St. Louis is a 
trolley car. Ah. And mm-hmm. now keep in mind, this is an old-fashioned wooden-seated trolley car. It's not going to be as comfy as sitting on a tour bus. You know, you're going to jostle around a little bit, but it's <laughs> well worth it. And it's a narrated trolley tour. Uh, I believe it lasts about an hour and a half, and it goes around the streets of St. Louis, and our guide will talk about the history of St. Louis as we're going around. And it's, I was down in St. Louis a couple of years ago for Missouri Council of the Blinds Convention, and they did that as an activity, and it was really fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're doing that. Mm-hmm. As I said, you'll also have an opportunity to do that on Sunday and on Wednesday, July 4th. Okay. All right. Uh, That is unusual to have a city tour in the middle of the week. Yes. But we felt July 4th is always kind of a hard day to get buses in and out, and a lot of places are either closed or very crowded. Very true. So on July 4th, we're going to do our trolley tour, and that's the day we're going to do the historic walking tour of the hotel. Okay. So that's our July 4th. Good choices, yeah. But. I've jumped ahead a little bit, so let's go to Sunday. Mm-hmm. Sunday is, there's a very interesting museum, and when I looked at some tour sites last fall, I thought, oh, the Blues Museum? Hmm, I don't know. You know, it's not, <laughs> I, it's not for not me. Not your thing, yeah. yeah. But it was really interesting, and they had all kinds of music and history of all these blues performers, and it was a very interesting, and a lot of hands-on to different costumes and things that people wore and, you know, memorabilia. And the gentleman who runs the Blues Museum loves to talk about the things that he has. And we were talking about time, and he said, I can talk as long as you want me to. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and he said, I'm happy to just tell everybody all about this music. So I think it's going to be a fun museum visit, and then they have a concert room connected to the Blues Museum. And at 4 p.m. that day, they will have a concert, so we will attend a concert. They don't have the performer. I don't know who the performer is going to be yet. Mm -hmm. And we're also going to order barbecue from a next-door restaurant. Oh. Oh, So Blues and Barbecue. Yeah. All right. Uh. Monday, we have several things going. Monday, we are going to the Botanical Garden. And this garden has several different gardens. And they have the the Oriental Garden. They had the Healing Garden. They have the Herb Garden. Lots of great smells and plants that you can touch. And um, a tram goes around the Botanical Garden. And we are going to have lunch there. Okay. Um, we are also taking a tour to the Missouri School of the Blind, and we will have lunch and take a tour of the building. Mm-hmm. And then that Janet, evening, is that, it, do you know how old their building is? I'm sorry, I don't. Okay. I bet a lot of your listeners do, though. Well, I was just wondering if it's still the same building. We, When I was in high school years and years ago, we... Yeah, years and years ago. Yes, I know. <laughs> Too many years, but we, but of course, Missouri is in the same conference that Kentucky is in for sports for the right. schools for the blind, and um, we the wrestling team went several times I think, but um, the cheerleaders got to go one time and we were there once and it it was a very it was uh, I really enjoyed that school they gave us the tour of the building it, it was nice 
So I don't want to say I believe it is an older building, so it mm-hmm. probably is, but I don't I don't want to say that yeah. for certain. Yeah. But yeah. I will find out and put that information out when I send out convention information about the school. Okay. All right. So that's on Monday. On Monday. But mm-hmm. Wait, we're not done with Monday. Yet. Oh, boy. Okay. Monday evening, we are going to the Muni Theater, which is an outdoor amphitheater. Mm-hmm. And on Mondays, they have plays and audio description. Oh. And they are doing a performance mm-hmm. of Singing in the Rain. And prior to the performance, we'll get a backstage tour, kind of a sensory tour. Where we'll get to um, do some hands-on on props and costumes. Mm. And uh, we'll have dinner there prior to the performance. Oh, that's going to be a wonderful tour. So that's going to be really yeah. great. Yeah. And for those of you who are gambling, into gambling, RSVA and ACB are going to Luminaire Casino for Monday evening. Oh, my goodness. So Monday is a really busy day. Now, you can do the afternoon tours mm the botanical garden and the school, and also do either of the evening tours. Okay. And Monday evening also at the hotel, is that not the showcase? It is. And yeah. unfortunately, you know, there's, there's, there's many things going on, but mm-hmm. unfortunately this was the only day that we had, they, they had the audio description. And, yes. you know, such an opportunity, we couldn't turn it down. Right, right. So, but yes, Monday is the showcase, and they are going to have a band this year at the showcase. Mm-hmm. Or that's their plan, so that's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun, back to, back to the older days when they had a band at the showcase. Yes. And as long as we're talking about the showcase, I'll just digress a minute from tours. What they're going to do this year, uh, they're not going to do their mixer because, well, everyone who's involved in FIA, of course, is interested in going to the Blues Museum. So instead of doing a mixer on Saturday, they're going to have auditions on Saturday, the first Saturday of the convention, so on the, th- on the 30th. So mm-hmm. if you're interested in auditioning for the showcase, information will be out there as to who you should contact and set up your audition for Saturday afternoon for the showcase. And in case people are wondering who <clears throat> don't go to convention every year, well, what does a Saturday activity have to do with a Sunday tour? <clears throat> Normally... FIA would have, FIA would have their um, mixer on, on Saturday, Saturday, and then they you'd have go there to sign up. Yeah, you go there to sign up for the showcase. Right. And then the audition would be on Sunday. I was getting to that, Carla. You just jumped. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but that's but yes. why it's So that's, what, that's why yeah. they're doing it a little bit differently this year. They're not doing their mixer. They're just having the sign up, and it'll be, you can contact someone from Friends in Art and mm-hmm. they will set up an audition time for you, and you can go to their suite and do your audition. Right. So that is the plan for the showcase right. on Monday evening, which is, will be held Monday evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tuesday, we are doing our, can, our Sweet Tooth Tour, and we are going to a candy place called Chocolate, Chocolate, Chocolate. Okay. I don't think I need to say anything more about that, do I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're not doing Bissingers, huh? No, Bissingers, okay. we, we wanted to do Bissingers. We went there for a site visit, and they said, oh, yeah, that'll be fine. And then they said, oh, wait, no, we're going to be closed that week. Oh, okay. <laughs> Even though we told them the date, they hadn't looked at, you know, yeah. however, yeah. however it happened. But I have it on 
high authority, the, the host committee, members of the host committee that say chocolate, chocolate, chocolate is wonderful. All right. So we'll get some information. You about know that tour will be packed. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> it and always is. I heard a rumor that they are giving out some free samples. Oh, boy. <laughs> Let's see. How many buses are you going to be taking? That You have to control <laughs> that one, Janet. You really can't empty out the hotel. No, we cannot. We cannot. <laughs> and it is limited because it is a small, as, as happens with candy places, they're all, you know, pretty small. Right. So it will be a limited number. Right. So register early. Yes. Uh, also on Tuesday, we are going to Anheuser-Busch Brewery. Mm. Now, for those of you who are not beer people, just hold off and don't say, <laughs> oh, I don't want to go on this tour. Although they do have, it is a very interesting brewery tour, and they give you lots of samples, and at the end they give you a glass of beer that was just, brewed that day and boy is it good mm. it's wonderful but when you think of Budweiser when I think of Budweiser anyway I think of the Clydesdale horses mm-hmm. and they have horses at Anheuser-Busch and we have made special arrangements with them where we are going to have an hour where we are going to have private time with the Clydesdales ah. so we'll be able okay. to pet them we'll be able to take pictures with them we'll be able to be up and close with, and if you're not familiar with Clydesdale horses, they are huge. They're very, very majestic and beautiful horses, and mm. um, this is going to be a wonderful opportunity oh, yeah. for anyone who is an animal lover. Right. And I'm still checking with them about dogs. I don't believe it's going to be a problem, but I will show that in the tour information. As okay. Okay. You want to have your dog with you or not. Right. Um, the other thing we are doing on Tuesday is a visit to the St. Louis Courthouse, which was built in the 1860s. And this is where the um, one of the things that they've done at this courthouse is it was where the first Dred Scott decision was came Ooh. out of the courthouse. Okay. And you can have a tour of the courthouse. It's very interesting. And in the courtroom, they have all the original furniture. They have the judge's bench. They have the tables for the plaintiff and the defense, all the, all the original chairs. And we are doing a mock trial. They will give us a script, and we are going to do a mock trial of that Dred Scott decision. And members of Avia are going to be the judge and oh my uh, goodness. attorneys. How fun. Isn't that going to be? Yes. When I heard about that, when, when they were telling us about that option when we were there, I said, oh, so I, I contacted Avia, and I said, hey, right would you away. guys be interested in, yeah. in Avia, for those of you who don't know, is our attorney's group. Yes, yes. Oh, and that any, will anyone be. Can come, anyone mm-hmm. can come to them, that, to this, this is uh, Tuesday afternoon. Wow. You so, don't know who they're going to have as the attorneys and the judge, do you? I do not. Oh, that would be. I have no idea. I, I can have, think of some good suspects yes. that might be, <laughs> might be good. has not told me that yet. Yeah. I just asked them if they wanted to do it, and I said, if you want to do it, fine. Even if you don't want to do it, we're, I think we want to do this oh. tour, and we'll just recruit other. Yeah. How could they not want to do it? I know. Well, oh, Janet, so, I can't imagine. That's going to be that's yeah. going to be very fun. Yeah. 
Uh, final Friday tours. When I was talking to the host committee, they said, well, you, if you're coming to Missouri, you have to go to Hannibal. And I said, Hannibal? You know, I, I, of course, I've heard of Hannibal, the birthplace of Mark Twain. So I checked to see what they had there, and they have a, whole, a lot of Mark Twain uh, historical things there. They have the houses that Becky Thatcher lived in and Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn. They have a museum. They have, in fact, we're going to meet Becky and Tom. They have reenactors <laughs> who portray them, and they will be, they will come and meet us. I, I think they're going to come and meet us at our bus when we arrive, and uh, or at some point during the tour, and they will talk to us. And anyone who's read Tom Sawyer or Huck Finn, you remember the cave that was involved mm-hmm. in the books? Oh, yes. We are going to tour the cave. Oh, that'll it's, be fun. It's a labyrinth cave. It's an hour walking tour of the cave. We're going to do that first thing in the morning, so be be prepared with your walking shoes. Janet, is Tom going to talk us into whitewashing the fence? I don't know. <laughs> he might. Uh, okay. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. And then that tour also has a boat cruise feature. We're going to take a luncheon cruise where we'll have a plated lunch and uh, again a narrated boat cruise mm-hmm. and I understand there's several opportunities for gift shopping that is going to be an early morning tour because it is a little bit of a trek it's about two hours so I think we're leaving for that around 7 a.m. the final Friday so just keep that in mind Okay. when you get back you can do our Friday evening tour, which is, we were approached by a gentleman who does kind of haunted history tours of St. Louis. He talks about all the places in St. Louis that might have had ghosts, might have had some spooky or unusual things happening mm-hmm. in them. Mm-hmm. And of course, St. Louis is an old city, so there's there's lots of there's lots of ghosts around. So we are meeting at a pub called Morgan's Pub, having dinner, and then Dave will come and give us his haunted history talk. That'll that'll be really good, um, coupled with that Mark Twain tour. Yes, I think so, too. Yeah. Yep. That'd be a great day. Yes. And as I said, you can do both. Mm -hmm. Well, what a lineup. So we have to really, I hope you agree that. Rhonda and I have worked really hard on oh, yeah. putting this tour list together. Mm-hmm. And, and Janet, I, I want to go back to um, when we were talking about the the chocolate tour and how that fills up. Um, you know, first of all, the convention is not just tours. No. It, there's all kinds of other things. And we're going to have other um, features on Soundprints that will talk about the more serious side of convention. Um, the reason that we're doing tours first is uh, for several reasons. You get so many questions from people wanting to know what what tours are going to happen because it does give people a chance to do things when they go to conventions that otherwise, you know, we as blind and visually impaired people might have difficulty getting there and doing those things. It's, It's kind of an opportunity to to, to get some fun in with the travel, right. um, but also um, another uh, another 
piece of that is that the programming, the actual sessions, workshops, and things are still being developed. So um, we will we will bring more information about that and exhibits and things in future in future uh, sound prints. And also, you have information in your Braille Forum articles, and yes. you know, there's just all kinds of ways to get information on the convention. But um, I want to just say a couple of words about the 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 numbers on the tours. You know, many, many, many years ago, and I, I'm, I'm always surprised that every so often I talk to a person that hasn't been to a convention in 20 or 30 years. And um, they'll say, oh, you know, those tours, boy, you know, they're, they're really, they're so crowded. Well, Years ago, we used to do these huge tours. I mean, we just keep adding buses, you know. And, I mean, I remember some tours back in the 80s where we had 10 buses of people going somewhere. No. And we don't do that anymore. No, we do not. No. And we limit the tours for two or three reasons. One, um, they're limited because with smaller numbers, um, you get a better tour. I mean, it, it's just easier <clears throat> to take... Excuse you can me. get close, get up and close to things that are in exhibits. Yes. You're not standing there waiting for 20 minutes to, to be able to look at something. Right. And right. it's a fewer volunteer to individual ratios, a little bit less. That's correct. really large tours. Yes. But then also, we, we limit the tours because um, that, that limits the number of people that are out of the hotel, out of convention, at a given time. And while a lot of the tours are going on, <clears throat> there's also um, other meetings and breakouts. Oh, at any given time during the convention, there's at least a half a dozen things going on. Right. And and, and so, you know, if, if you took 400 people out to um, a particular tour, then there they you know, miss out on what's going on the in attendance the at the hotel, then would be much smaller. So it's not that we want to force people to do things, but we want to set things up in such a way that, and this is your job, <laughs> which you do really well. Um, but but you know, as convention coordinator, Janet kind of makes sure that that we're that that each event hopefully has an opportunity to be successful. Yes. And successful means attendees. So um, that's that's part of the puzzle of putting the convention together. And it is like a big jigsaw puzzle. So um, let me just talk about a couple of other things that are going on during the convention. And as Carla said, okay. you know, there'll be much more about programming, but I just want to give you a, right. a little general overview. A Saturday evening, June 30th, is our opening general session. Mm -hmm. And then our general sessions are Sunday through Wednesday from 8.30 to noon and all day Thursday, mm -hmm. which, of course, Thursday is our elections. Right. Our exhibit hall opens Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m. And exhibit hall is open Saturday from 1 to 5, Sunday through Tuesday, 11 to 5, and Wednesday from 9 to 1. Mm -hmm. We talked a little bit about the Friends and Art Showcase, which is uh, Monday evening. Also, Tuesday evening is our ACB auction, mm -hmm. which is always a big hit yep. and a great fundraiser for ACB. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Wednesday night will be ACB movie night. We don't know yet what movie we're going to show. Joel usually waits until after the Academy Awards have been announced, and either we do the award-winning film, if it's available in audio description, or one of the one of the runners-up. Right. So, right. And then Thursday evening is our banquet. And yes. our banquet speaker is someone that many of you from Kentucky may know, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Cleveland, who I understand is a KCB alumni. Michael Cleveland has and been has been around KCB for so long. He, you know, he first performed at a KCB convention when he was nine years old. And, and now he's up for a nominated for a Grammy. Yep, we'll find out. This is Tomorrow being night. recorded on the on January twenty seventh. Yep. And the Grammys, I think, are tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Yep. So I may even have to watch them. Oh yes, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know Michael Cleveland, he is a um, an award winning award 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 one after the other um, champion fiddle player. Fiddle player. Yes, and he, he has, plays several other instruments also. Yes, he plays but guitar fiddle, and mandolin. Fiddle is what he's known for. Mm-hmm. And he. Um, and he also has his band is called Flame Keeper, and uh, they and they have several award-winning albums as well. You can find their music on iTunes and um, and on Pandora, and um, and it's on and he's on Amazon Music. So, I mean, he's he's just an incredible fiddle player. So I think everybody's going to really enjoy him. And with him is going to be a guy named Brian Allen. Brian Allen, who and, was- does guitar and yes brian plays guitar and he sings and um he's from jeffersonville indiana and michael actually lives over in charlestown indiana so um you know they've been friends for a long time and brian first came with michael and performed at a kcb convention back in the early 2000s i don't remember exactly which year um but brian hasn't done the uh, you know, go on the road kind of thing like Michael as much, but um, but he's certainly a quality, top quality musician, and I think everybody's going to really and enjoy this. And they're going to come at, and perform for us at the banquet mm-hmm. and talk a little bit, especially Michael, about what it's like to be a blind musician on the road. Right. right. So I think it's going to be, this is going to be a do not miss banquet. Oh, no. Michael's done European trips. He's... Um, He's he's performed on some of the bluegrass cruises and things. I mean, he's just he's he's really he's constantly going somewhere, and doing something. So yeah. I think it's going to be a great banquet. Janet, this looks like it's going to be an absolutely superb convention. I yes, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And just registration for the convention will open mm-hmm. on May 15th mm-hmm. and run to May to June 17th. Okay. Uh, Room rates at the hotel are $89 mm-hmm. a night plus tax, up to four people in a room. Okay. Um, to make reservations for the hotel, you can call 314-231-1234. And I send out a lot of convention. Uh, if you have email and have not uh, do not receive the convention previews that I send out, which gives you tidbits about upcoming tours, and I'll get into programming and all kinds of things about the area and the convention. Mm-hmm. And as it gets close, I'll be sending out restaurant menus and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. 
you can send a blank email to acbconvention-subs at acblists.org. Okay. Let's give that address one more time. Yep. Go ahead. To subscribe to the convention list, just send a blank email to acbconvention-subscribe at acblists, L-I-S-T-S, dot org. Right. O-R-G. That's acbconvention-subscribe at acblists.org. All right. And I try not to inundate your, e- your email box right. too much, but I do send a few things out, quite a few things out, just prior mm-hmm. to the convention. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an excellent list with lots of good information. Well, we thank you so much for being with us today, and we look forward to having you back um, in the coming months with more updates on the convention and some really good news for some of the serious sessions that are going along. We'll talk about that next time. All right. Thank you very much. Page 3. The American Printing House for the Blind, celebrating 150 years in Louisville as seen on WHAS-TV. The author is Jonathan Wall. This was published on January 23, 2018. Louisville, Kentucky, WHAS-11. Louisville is known nationwide for the Derby and the Slugger, but years before either of these were founded, something else was starting here in the city. The American Printing House for the Blind is celebrating its 160-year anniversary on Tuesday, January 23. APH is the largest manufacturer of products for people who are blind or visually impaired. You might think, okay, they print Braille, but they do so much more. Quote, While on the moving sidewalk, please stand to the right to allow those wishing to walk to pass safely on the left. End of quote. That's Jack Fox, a man whose voice you've likely heard. He is the voice you hear in a busy airport telling you where to walk and not to leave your luggage unattended. Quote, I've gotten more feedback on that than on anything else I've done, Fox explained. And he's done a lot. Fox was a DJ on WHAS 840 radio for years and worked out of a studio right here at WHAS TV building. With a storied career, One of his most important jobs happens at the American Printing House for the Blind in Louisville. Quote, We're recording books, books for the blind, for the National Library Service. They go in libraries across the country for blind people everywhere, said Fox. It's a time-consuming task. It can take up to two weeks to record a book. Jack's talented monitor, Kathleen, makes sure he says everything just right. Quote, I can just say... How do you say this? And she says, this is, and I try to repeat that, but a lot of research goes into it. End of quote. To make sure everyone gets the joy of reading, or in this case, listening to a good book. It's a lot of fun. It's a little rewarding. And every now and then we come out of the basement and get on the moving sidewalk, said Fox. A Hollywood producer was at the LAX airport and heard Jack's voice and said, wow, I have to do that voice in a movie. He tracked Jack down 
And if you watch the movie The Shape of Water, Jack is the narrator. APH held an open house on Tuesday, January 23, to celebrate their 160-year anniversary. It was free and open to the public, and there was a short program at 11 o'clock. Visiting APH is a great chance for you to learn more about this important organization. They have a museum, you can see the printing process, and see some really neat technology coming down the pipeline. There is so much to see and learn about that that WHAS 11 will be doing a feature on APH every week for the next several weeks. Uh, my name is Mike Metz, I'm your museum director, and uh, unfortunately, like half of the rest of the town, I've been suffering with a little bit of respiratory distress, so I'm, unlike our cast today, I'm cheating a little bit. Um, I'm going to have to ask everybody, please, to um, be as quiet as you can while, during, during the show. Um, we've got a little bit bigger crowd um, than we usually have. <laughs> you all are great. Let me tell you a little story. So back in 2009, the National Federation of the Blind was publicizing the sale of a commemorative coin commemorating the 200th anniversary of Louis Braille's birth in 1809. And on their website, where I had gone to purchase one of these coins, they had posted a scan of a very special publication, the Brissade, the Method, um, that Louis Braille had written and published in 1829. This is a pretty rare book uh, because uh, when uh, the Braille Code was initially published, there was a lot of debate in the blindness community and the blindness education community about what was the best tactile code for people to use. And uh, a lot of people had a lot of very strong opinions one way or the other. And uh, the folks at Louis Braille School at one point decided that uh, Braille was a useless system and they had all the books stacked up in the courtyard and burned. So there are very few copies of this book left. Only six that we know of anywhere in the world. And five of those copies were in public archives, none of which were on display. One copy, this copy that NFB had posted on their website, was for sale by a New York book dealer, a guy named Jonathan Hill. So I called up Mr. Hill and I said, you know, what's the deal with this book? And he said, first off, I've already sold it to another library. And second of all, it's going to cost $100,000. Now, in the art world, $100,000 is not a lot of money. In the art world, $100,000 will get you kind of a crummy version of a not very good artist's work. But in the history world, $100,000 might as well be $20 million in terms of, of what you're used to having to, to, to spend money on. So I kind of kept in touch with Mr. Hill and eventually found out that whatever his sale was that he had with the other, with the other library had fallen apart. And the book was now for sale again, but he had he owned it. He was partners in this book with a French book dealer, and the book was in France. And the French government did not want to let it leave France. As you can imagine, it's a national treasure for them. And he was having trouble getting an export license. So that was back in 2009. So every few months, I would call Mr. Hill about what, what was going on with this book. And eventually, in the summer of 2015, he called me and said, I've got the book license, I mean, the export license, I'm willing to sell it to you. Price is $100,000, still. 
So I said, well, you know, how long do we have? Because it's going to take us quite a long of time to raise that kind of money. And he said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll give you till January. Six months. So then we started um, asking partners around uh, the city, around the nation, and we, and we got, had some really good friends step up. One was our Lions Club here in town. And we have a number of representatives of the Lions here today. And, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you all very much for all your help. We had a number of public-minded uh, corporations and uh, 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 foundations that also chipped in money. And then we had a lot of you <clears throat> give us $5 and $10 and $5 and $10. And $5 added to $5 added to $5 added to $5 enough times. You know what it adds up to? $100,000, that's right. Very good. You guys are 20 good men. Okay. So, so now we have the book. I want to welcome you while you're here to go in to see the new, the new exhibit that we just uh, opened up called A Boy Named Louie. Louie Braille was not anybody that any of us in this room would have, would have probably known when he was a little boy. Except for an accident that he has a little kid, none of us would have known who he was. He would have grown up, he probably would have been a harness maker just like his dad, and he would have had a life. But he did have that accident. He lost his vision. And that put him in a place, a particular place, in time, to do something important. And uh, that book is the result of being in that time and place. And what he came up with in Braille Code changed the lives of many people across the world were blind and visually impaired, and we celebrate that. And we are going to celebrate that today with our fantastic staff and, and, and our uh, children from the Kentucky School for the Blind, and I'm going to let our museum educator, Ms. Katie Carpenter, introduce our show. Page 4. The following article appeared on the ACB Leadership List on January 24, and is entitled, Perkins Becomes First Campus in the Nation to Collaborate with IRA. New technology utilizes wearable devices to instantly connect users with sighted assistance. This is an article from Perkins.org. Staff, students, and visitors to Perkins School for the Blind will now have access to a new level of accessibility thanks to an exciting collaboration between the school and tech company IRA, A-I-R-A. Starting immediately, anyone with an IRA subscription will be able to use the service at no additional cost while on Perkins' 38-acre campus. IRA, pronounced E-Y-E-R-A-H, provides instant on-demand access to a network of trained sighted assistants via smart glasses or a mobile app. Perkins President and CEO Dave Power announced the collaboration, the first of its kind in the nation, at a press conference on Tuesday. He was joined by IRA CEO Suman Kanuganti, who called the day a historic moment for the blind and visually impaired community. Quote, As a human, everyone has an equal right to access information, Kanuganti, Kanuganti said. With IRA, all people will have equal access to information anywhere and anytime. End of quote. IRA's assistants, called agents, 
are able to view the world from the user's point of view through the smart glasses or smartphone camera. They use augmented reality to instantly help users with a variety of tasks, from navigating in unfamiliar areas to identifying an Uber ride. Perkins Library Director Kim Charlson calls the IRA agent when she wants to take a photograph or sort through a stack of mail. Although she navigates independently with her guide dog Dolly, when snow or ice obscures a pathway, Charlson calls Ira to confirm her location. Quote, to succeed in life, every blind person assembles their own set of tools to navigate the world, she said. The Ira assistant allows me to be independent and safe by describing exactly where I'm walking so I don't veer off course. End of quote. Charlson was one of several Perkins staff to pilot Ira last year, offering critical user feedback to Kanaganti's team. On Tuesday, Power emphasized the importance of user testing and user-centered design in developing effective devices and services. He ticked off a list of recent projects, including driverless car testing and a mobile app developed by Perkins. Quote, Connecting innovators and users is a natural extension of Perkins' mission, he said. We're using user-centered design as a way to drive these collaborations, so the end results are great innovation and useful products. End of quote. There is a photo of ACB President Kim Charlson using Ira at the photocopier. At the press event, news outlets from Watertown and Boston gathered around as assistive technology specialist Corey Cadlick demonstrated Ira's capabilities. After donning his smart glasses, Cadlick put his phone on speaker so the audience could listen in on his conversation with Amy, an Ira agent. For the next few minutes, Amy served as a remote set of eyes for Cadlick, describing the size and shape of the room the number of occupants, and the contents of the refreshment table. After pulling up a photo of power for reference, Amy told Cadlick where to go to shake the president's hand. Quote, it looks like he's straight ahead, wearing a dark suit and a red tie, she said. He's actually standing up, it looks like, to shake your hand. Awesome, said Cadlick, before signing off. Amy, I appreciate your help. We will talk soon. Page 5. The Sound Prince Calendar. On the calendar for February are the following events. On February 1, the American Council of Blind Lions will have its next conference call. This is a monthly meeting where it's your opportunity to share activities from your local Lions Clubs. The number is 712-432-3900 and the code is 796096. The meeting is at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. On February 2 is the GLCB quarterly meeting. Doors will open at 3.30 p.m. Bargain table and registration at 4.30. Program and speakers 5 p.m. Dinner at 6 followed by business at 7. All activities will end by 8.30. The cost is $5 per person. On February 4, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have its monthly committee meetings. 7 p.m. is Advocacy, 8 p.m. Education, Activities and Technology. Call 
605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. On February 6th, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have its next monthly meeting on the conference line at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. Open to anyone statewide who is experiencing low vision. Bring your questions, comments, and tips. February 8, cooking class with Tess Flynn, 1 to 2 p.m. at the BCB office, 1093 South Broadway in Lexington. RSVP at 859-259-1834. Also, on February 8th, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have its next support group meeting in Louisville from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries. Call 895-4598 for more information. On February 8th, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will have its next conference call meeting at 7 p.m. The telephone number is 605-475-4700 and the code is 155619. On February 9th, GLCB will hold its next roundabout. Individual activities from 3.30 to 5, discussion time and tip sheet, 5 to 6, dinner, 6 to 7, $5 per person, bingo, $2 per person, and cards and crafts from 7 until 10 at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. Call 502-895-4598 to sign up. On February 10 is the next GLCB board meeting at 11 a.m. on the conference line at 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. On February 11, KCB Next Generation for the under 40 age group will meet at 8 p.m. by telephone. This is their regularly scheduled monthly meeting and it's at 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. On February 24, Landscapes for your fingertips, 10.30 to 12.30 p.m. at the American Printing House for the Blind. Use textures, shapes, and layers to add depth and movement when creating tactile artworks for new and remembered landscapes. Taught by guest artist Jennifer Palmer. At the APH Museum, free but best for adults and children 8 and up. Registration is required. Call 502-899-2213. February 24-27 is the ACB Mid-Year Meeting in Alexandria, Virginia. February 24 will be the ACB Board Meeting. February 25, the Affiliate Presidents Meeting. February 26, the Legislative Seminar and Training. And February 27 is Capitol Hill Day. For more information, visit the ACB website at www.acb.org. And looking ahead to the summer, the 57th Annual ACB Conference and Convention will be held from Friday, June 29 to Friday, July 6 in St. Louis, Missouri. It'll begin with a visit to a Cardinals baseball game and end with lots of history with Mark Twain and in Hannibal, Missouri. For more information, visit the ACB website 
at www.acb.org and listen to Soundprints for many convention features in the coming months. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Soundprints. Have a great week, everybody.